Hello, I'm Nancy, and this is Nancy Knows Nothing. Okay, on today's episode, I will be talking about whether I should move back to New York or not. I'm not a great decision maker, so I thought, you know, I'd just walk you guys through this and maybe you can make this pretty important life decision for me. So I'm going to go through a little bit about like my experience living in New York. I made like a pros and cons or I call it a high and low list based on my experience when I lived there. And then I'm going to sit down with my friend Kathleen who is still living in New York and get her opinion. So I lived in New York for four years I think and it's definitely a love-hate relationship because there's so much about it that's great and then there's just days where you're just like this like why do I put myself through this so this is my current highs and lows list high number one you can cry in public places I saw this on a meme once and I was like oh my god this it seems weird to be a high but it's so true like when I my first job or no yeah my first job in New York was at this film company and I would cry every day pretty much at lunch because the my boss was so mean to me sometimes and actually recently my mom shared with me which was news to me that I used to call her every day at lunch and she'd be playing cards and she'd look down and see my name and be like, oh gosh. But it's true because like she'd answer the phone and I was like, mom, <laughs> he yelled at me. So I don't, I don't blame her at all. But um, I remember once I was in sweet green crying and one of the employees made me an ice water and brought it to where I was in line. That stands out. And then once I was crying on the street and a police officer was like, ma'am, are you okay? (laughs) But other than that, it's like, it's not a big deal. You know, you can just like cry. And this is actually probably a negative now that I talk this out, like no one cares about you. But for me, I'm just like, I just want to cry and let it go. And then... The second high would be like there's definitely a sense of possibility in the city. Not like I lived there four years and nothing like exceptionally great happened to me, but there's just some days where you're just like, you know what? Like maybe today I'll be scouted in a mall. Um, I don't know what mall you'd be in in New York, but you know, and like I'll just become a model. Or like maybe today I will meet Ed Sheeran on the street and then I'll go on tour with him and we'll live happily ever after. So there's just that sense. I'm not saying it ever happens, but you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe today will be the day. Like I remember I used to listen to that song, Best Day of My Life, on the walk to work. And I'm like, maybe today will be the best day of my life. It never was, but you never lost hope. So now let's hit the lows, which is definitely a longer list. Okay, so there's just there's just some days where you get on the subway and it's there's no AC and you're sweating and it smells and you're like there is not a worse place in the world than this city right now. And I remember one day when I was walking to work, I saw a man on the sidewalk. How do I say this delicately? Defecating onto the street. And I watched it happen, and I was unfazed. It's kind of like seeing someone cry. You're just like, oh, this is it. But that was definitely like a low. Like, I was like, this is kind of gross. Like, it's not even 8 o'clock, and I just lost my appetite for the day. Um, And then another good thing. Okay, so this <laughs> one day I was walking to work, and I was, it was like, 
I used to bring a lot of stuff, a lot of food for the week to work and it was one of those days. So I had this big J. Crew shopping bag and in it I had like the detachable part of my Nutribullet with my like smoothie already made. I had a whole thing of rice cakes. I had a whole tub of peanut butter. And then I'll never forget, I had like a, this is like so gross. I had like a big Gladware container of sausage and peppers. Sausage and peppers, a very Italian meal for the week. Shout out to Alex Paris. So I was bringing it to work. So I had like all this food and I was like walking down the street. You know, I was probably listening to the best day of my life. Like maybe today's the day that I'll like leave my media job and tackle the world. Put this whole town in my rear view. And this man like tapped me on the shoulder. And of course I was like, sir. Like, or he, I, he got my attention. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, you know, I don't want, I'm not interested. And he's like, ma'am, your bag. And I, the bottom of my bag had completely exploded. I didn't even notice the difference in weight. That's how like in tune I was to like my future and like the possibilities. So I look back and my lunch is everywhere. My Nutribullet was under a cab. My sausage and peppers was open. It looked dis- more disgusting than it did that I didn't think was possible. It's scattered on the street. My rice cake is rolling down 3rd Avenue and there's all these like men in suits like trying to pick my lunch pack up together. It was mortifying, mortifying. And I was like, oh my God, like I think I am this hot shot in the city and now my weekly lunch has just been exposed to these strangers. And I've like literally never eaten sausage and pepper since. It grosses me out. So that's one thing. And then another one is when I was moving apartments. When we when I moved into my Murray Hill apartment, which was a like a fifth floor walk up, four flights, if you will. I was moving downtown to a studio two bed flex, <laughs> which I'll get more into when I talk to Kathleen because it's just too good. My dad and my brothers moved me into the Murray Hill apartment and it was a day, I mean, it's hard for me to bring it up to them. It was a dark day for everyone. And I had a a big couch coming from my parents' house and it came later. So my dad's like, you know what? I'm going to hire these guys. Like, we're not doing this. And I was like, that's a very good decision. So he hires these two people, these two Russian brothers, and they come, Dimitri and the Motro. I made that last one up, but it sounded right. Nice guys little rough around the edges but they couldn't get the couch in so they had to take the door like my front door of the apartment which is like those heavy thick doors off and they had they had to push it in and like they had to put so much force that they I remember they went too far and they hit the window and part of it broke and so then they had to put it in then they had to put the door back on I mean they my dad was mad Dimitri and Demotro were mad. Like, I was mad. Everyone was just, this is not a good situation. This couch should not be in this apartment. Anyway, two years later, we're moving downtown. So Kathleen was living with me then, and she's a little bit more sensible. So she was like, we're doing, like, real movers. Like, we're not getting the two brothers down the road to help us. I was like, fine. So we get real movers. They take one look at the couch, this big blue couch, by the way. And they're like, absolutely not. There's no way that's getting out of here. We can't do that. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I have this apartment for another week. I'll like figure it out. So I spent the next week at work, sorry to my bosses at OMD. That wasn't doing much work. And I put a post on Craigslist. This also kind of got me into a little bit of like a Craigslist obsession because it was like the responses were so much that I was like, what else can I post on here? It was really a bizarre time in my life. But anyway, 
I had so many people. I was like doing interviews in my office, like calling these strangers, like, all right, like, you know, like describe an obstacle you've overcome. Like, okay, okay. So I was, but I was very honest with them. I was like, listen, this is not a small job. Like this couch is, it's out of control. So finally, I, I narrowed down the candidates. I went with Greg and he was like, I can do this on my own. I'm like, Greg, I'm sure you're great. But like, I don't know what, if you know what you're about to like tackle here. So Greg comes to the apartment. I meet him alone off Craigslist. Very smart thing to do. Safety first. And he's like this skinny, like just not what I pictured, you know? And I was like, Greg, I don't want to help. Like I want to be clear. Like I, there's just no. And I remember it was the day my sister was doing like a virtual gender reveal for um, my niece. So I was like trying to live stream that while I'm like trying to direct Greg and how to do this. So basically Greg had like a, like he broke the couch into two. It's like, it wasn't like a chainsaw, but it was like some utensil like that. Also, like I got so curious about him. This is so inappropriate, but that when he was like going back down to get more tools, I was like reading the text on his phone. So that's really normal. Anyway, so he got the couch out and then it's like illegal in New York. I guess like I maybe I shouldn't admit this again, but this isn't like my fear of admitting to a crime. This is like a different thing. So it's like something I actually committed. But I, you can't, like, leave something on the street. But it's, like, I had put my family through so much with the moving that I was, like, I can't even, like, ask for more help of where to bring this couch. No one wants the couch. It's in two pieces. So he brought the couch down and he left it on the on 28th between 3rd and 2nd, this enormous blue couch. And like, I don't know, it was just like after that, I'm like, there's just got to be more to life than dealing with this. And like, maybe there's more to life outside of New York. And so now I am in the crossroads that I'm in now. You know, I moved to Dublin, came back. I wanted to stay in Dublin, but um, my plans to marry an Irish rugby player didn't exactly come to fruition. And um, I don't have um, residency anyway. And now I'm like, I don't know, like maybe I should go back to New York. So I'm going to bring on my ex-roommate but still friend Kathleen O'Neill to help me with this decision. A fellow indecisive person but we'll see. This is all I got. All right. All right. I'd like to welcome Kathleen O'Neill. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Glad your people can get in touch with my people and make this happen. Yes. No, I know you've been begging me from day one, so I'm glad we could uh, make it work. Um, I really think that's how it's well, been. Let's not get into the details. So the point of this episode was to decide whether to move back to New York for me. Okay. So I thought I would bring you on because you've never left New York. That is true. Since you moved in. Correct. Um, I have any plans to live elsewhere, really. I was wondering, do you ever want to move? Do you ever have a desire? Desire to move out of New York City? Just like, do you ever get fed up? With New York? Yes. Or like, do you ever visit other places or see other things and think like, oh, I would... So, um, I think yes. I'm sure I've I've had thoughts of leaving New York City. Mm-hmm. Um it's ridiculously expensive here and you I live in a you know small box on a fifth floor it's very charming you know um 
it's not really ideal. Mm-hmm. However, I do tend to go places and then I'm like, this doesn't operate the same way right. as New York and mm-hmm. I need to get back. Right. Right. People have need like- to start walking at the correct pace. Right. You know, that really drives me crazy. And I just want to be able to go places like right away. Uh, you moved in. So I was living in Murray Hill. Correct. I was just going to paint the picture. Sure. Five story, right? It was mm-hmm. on the fifth floor, four yeah. flights, walk up. Mm-hmm. Murray Hill, 28th between second and third. Mm-hmm. And he, I, my roommate left and you moved in. Yes. And it was a true two bedroom. Mm-hmm. There was a washer and dryer. Yep. Which is pretty, like, you don't, that's you like, do that all the time. you don't yeah, do that all the time. And um, convince you to move in, and then night one. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of forgot about this. Um, yeah, so I had been living in Hoboken, and lease was coming to a close. You had this opening, and I agreed to live in with you again. Right. Probably not our smartest decision, <laughs> as I don't think it did anything beneficial for either of us. No. I think having, oh, I guess I skipped over that. Having shared a room senior year in college. Yes. It was like a bit of a regression when you moved. Not, not, I'm not saying it was your fault, but some of those old antics. Yes. They, it, it <laughs> kind of was just like the blind leading the blind, <laughs> um, falling back into some old habits i would say habits yes agreed agreed absolute nonsense um so the first night i moved in well i moved in during the day and i think you were at work and i hired like two random guys and a truck to move my stuff which Mm -hmm. was an experience in itself and um you know adjusting to my new environment here nancy went to bed probably at you know like 8 30 or something (laughs) And I was in my room, you know, loving my little setup. And I had this very computer that I'm on right now um, on my lap. And I had all the lights off and I was probably watching a show or something, typing something, I don't know. And I just felt a little thing scurry, I would say, on my arm while my hand was behind my head. And I knew right away that I had had a cockroach on my, on my arm. And night one. Night one. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is interesting. Nancy never mentioned of <laughs> this issue in her apartment that she's been living here for a year already. Um, so I was a good roommate and I didn't wake Nancy up. I handled it myself. That was very nice. The cockroach. Um, you know, and, and carried on with my night. So then you and I went to the local CVS. Oh, yes. Yeah. And we after were, probably like 16 drinks. Yeah, yeah, after a lot of drinks. And um, we were very concerned about the staff judging us. Yep. So we made it clear when we were looking for um, roach spray but it was preventative measures preventative measures we were like what would you recommend for someone who wants to get ahead of a cockroach <laughs> right right we haven't had one but yeah. we want to so, you know plan of attack we're not saying that we've seen them or are anticipating seeing them no. 
oh, we want to know what would you do if, if you were to have one scurry across your arm? Yeah. And they and were like, they, it's in that aisle. Who cares? Honestly, like, please get away from us. <laughs> um, okay, so me- highlights from that apartment. The 7-Eleven that we, I would say, did most of our grocery shopping at. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because there was no cooking of any sort going on in that. No, no, no. I can't even remember sitting down for a single meal. No, no, except we had big plans to get a table that would convert out for our guests to come over. We did not have one visitor. Um, but yeah, the 7-Eleven always really provided like a, a good cast of characters yes. um, that we kind of were familiar with. I remember I when say. I met, what was that Starbucks drink? Like the unicorn? Oh, yes. The um, unicorn frappuccino. Yes. This was, uh, this was in the mid-afternoon, I feel like. <laughs> so we um, stopped in the 7-Eleven for, I don't know, candy or soda or something. And um, Nancy decided that this stranger has never seen before in her life um, had a unicorn frappuccino. And you decided to ask for some. Yep, took a sip from the stranger's unicorn frap in the 7-Eleven yeah. on 28th and 3rd. And, and no one thought that was strange. No one really tried to <laughs> stop you. The guy thought it was fine to... Um, <laughs> Carried on. I do think one of our best um, stories in that apartment is planning to go on dates on the same night. 100%. Yeah. So we had... I had, had it planned first. Yes, I had planned on going on a date let's say it was like a Tuesday mm-hmm. or a Thursday and I just said to you I was like I'd really appreciate if you could go on a date that night as well and you did <laughs> and I don't think I even had that like an app at the moment no I don't. on and off them downloaded searched through got one planned for that same night mm-hmm. and it wasn't like you had to have one that same night. It yeah, wasn't yeah. negotiable. No, no, no. And I was like, this is very reasonable that she would ask this and <laughs> need this to be done. And yes, and, and then I remember... It wasn't because we wanted to go to the same place or anything. No, 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 no. We wanted to both do it on the same night. <laughs> do it for the story. And then um, I actually should... I have a photo, a selfie we took. Oh, yes. Walking I down do the hallway before. Um, so we both... Or, I don't know if you're working, but we both got home. I think we had like a glass of wine. Yeah. Out of the building together Mm -hmm. as much as we could and then went our separate ways. You walked me to the restaurant that I was going and then you got in a cab from there. (laughs) Yes, I do remember. The opposite parts (laughs) of the street. Because you were going going up and I was like going to like the East Village. Yeah. I mean, was not on your way whatsoever, but you had like an extra 20 minutes to spare. So I was like, like, no, 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 this is, this is good. And then I remember and then it was constant updates from the bathroom. It was the bathroom updates. Is mm-hmm. that when you said good, not great, or no? No, I never. I didn't say good, not great with that one. But um, I would say that that did sum it <laughs> up. I think. Um, and then we were. What? What about when did the Seven Eleven thing come up? It was like oh, so then um, while we're still on these dates, uh, it's you know no surprise this did not. Work I know if anybody listening is like this is the problem. Yeah, like, oh, they went on dates so they could talk about the dates while they were on them. Right. 
and like rushed home to do our recaps. Yeah. And I think we were trying to coordinate like who was going to be out later. Right. And what snacks we wanted from (laughs) 7-Eleven for like the recap portion. Right. I have, I feel like I came home and you were like asleep with the snacks. Oh, I did get home first. And I feel like you fell asleep. Remember actually you texting me being like, sorry, sorry, we're gonna have one more drink. I'm like, come on. Like, this I know, and I was like, you know, I we should go. <laughs> that is like actually saying it out loud. I'm like, well, no wonder. No wonder. I mean, that, that wasn't normal behavior, but I do think we were very um, codependent. At I, th- that I think so too. In our I life. think that would be the diagnosis. So speaking of codependency, another example is a memory I have when you were casually dating someone yeah, and you were meeting him for like drinks somewhere. And I said, Oh, I'll go with you before we'll get a drink. I'll leave. He'll show up. That was the plan. That was a good intention. We were good intention. I didn't want you to wait there alone. And I didn't want you to be left out. Exactly. Everyone went. My memory of it is he came there would have been what some people would say a natural way for me to say, you guys have fun, good to see you, and go. But it didn't happen. No. I stayed there for, I think, a drink or two. And, and I definitely, like, ordered the next drink for you. I was like, oh, no, 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 you can stay a little bit longer. The three of us. I do remember thinking, like, okay, they're going to go, they're probably going to dinner soon. So I crashed this part of the date, and then I was like, should I? I think I'm gonna go to dinner with them. <laughs> I think I was the only one speaking. I think that's it again was- no surprise that this um, relationship didn't work out because I'm bringing my friend on a date. And like the lack of self awareness for me to be like, maybe I should leave now. I was like, but I didn't. I didn't go to dinner for the record. I think I did. Yeah. No, you did leave, and he was you couldn't get a word in. You couldn't get a word in. No, it was just us talking, and I was like, well, can you get us another round, or <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> there wasn't even a stool for him. He's just standing. <laughs> I mean, I always think of this. Were you living there when those women almost killed me? Oh, when you came home from babysitting? hmm Yes. I'll just do it quickly. But basically, I was babysitting in, like, the Catskills or something, like, with these people from work that organized it, and... They, the, it was like a wedding and they had hired like six of us to come out and they got us like a car to drive us there. And one of the, oh, well, first off, while I was there, a bat flew into the house, <laughs> the room that I was babysitting in when the kids were asleep. And then I was like, you know what? I ran out, but I was like, maybe that was a bird. Like maybe I'm being dramatic. Went out to the front of the house to look in the window and it's like hanging upside down, like looking at me. Oh my God. Anyway, get back in the car. One of the parents like didn't come home for a while. So we were really delayed, and so we didn't get back into the city till like four, like thirty a.m. And the driver dropped me off on second, and I was like, "Oh, like he was gonna go to the door." I'm like, "This is fine," because you know he'd have to go around. So I get out of the car, and I'm like in like this stupid outfit, like you know, like little jean shorts and like an off the shoulder top and like little Kate Spade <laughs> bag, and it's just relevant to the story. Um, and I was like walking, and there was like these group of kind of rough looking women kind of <clears throat> being loud and stumbling mm-hmm. I was like okay maybe I'll avoid them and I'm like they're walking kind of slow my, my our apartment's right up there so I go around them and one of them's like oh they were walking towards third yes okay so I was like I'll just go around them so I go around them and one of them 
I would say the rougher of the looking was like, oh, look at that. Look at that little bitch go. Why don't, why don't we teach her a lesson? And I was like, oh, my God. And they're like, oh, yeah, look at her go, little bitch. And I was like, you know what? First off, I had like $400 cash in my purse from babysitting. Right. And I was like, if I run, it's going to ignite them. You know, it, it, they're going to start to like do something. So I like mm-hmm. kept my pace. Once I got up to our, like to the stairs, it, I was just like, I was sprinting. Oh, little bitch, little bitch. And I'm like, Did they ever like get close to you? I don't know. I didn't really look back once. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm sh- listen, I'm all, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm all for a good story, but I don't, mm-hmm. that wasn't the night for the lesson. Yeah. Okay, wait, one more thing before we moved. Well, then we had the idea when our lease was up, we're like, we're going to move, like, Mm -hmm. you know, onto greener pastures. Right. And we had gone out, had a few glasses of wine, really talked ourselves up, like, let's start looking. And on our way home, (laughs) we saw a building that was, like, down the street from us. So we went into the lobby to the guy, and we're like, excuse me, (laughs) we are looking for a new place. We said, do you have any vacancies? Do you have any vacancies? (laughs) To the doorman. To the doorman. It was probably like 11 o'clock. And he was like, this is a co-op building. And we were like, okay, no problem. I was like, okay, that's, I mean, I'm comfortable with that, Kathleen. (laughs) I'm I'm like, maybe do you want to explain to Kathleen what that is? like which now i know it means like you have to buy right i don't even know no i thought there's board and i thought it was like you just had to help out i thought it was like there was like a garden or maybe i'd take turns at the front desk (laughs) um anyway it was so funny we're like that like sir that is fine with me yeah i mean any vacancies we yeah we we like wouldn't leave the desk no 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 i know he was like no like so once we said we were going to move out of that apartment, mm-hmm. which I don't even really know what our reasoning was. I think maybe like you had lived there for two years and just kind you of know, it's like one of those change. things like the grass is always greener, but you know, right. in the words of, I believe it's Justin Bieber, it's green where you water it. Okay. So yeah, sure. I did that. The financial district <laughs> was the place for us. And it was a studio two bed flex and it was a new building or like it was a, not a new building. It was recently redone. Yes. And we thought we like hit the jackpot. No, I specifically remember coming home back to Murray Hill after seeing that apartment and dancing uncontrollably to mm-hmm. Sean Mendez thinking that our life was just the uh, life couldn't get better no life was was just beginning yeah i was like this is the start of you know everything yeah yeah i mean i think and i remember because my mom is a very rational not an impulsive person she was like a little confused someone who's not spent a lot of time in new york like living in new york she was like it's a studio and I was like, no, no, no you don't. <laughs> no, like, don't get caught up in the details. Like, we'll put up these walls, whatever. And it was like, it was nice. It was cockroach free. Mm-hmm. But we, so we got it and we moved in, and the people couldn't build the walls for a day or two. Yeah, I think just maybe. So, oh, uh, yeah. So I think we had one night where it was just 
<laughs> just our beds in the room. Or just either wall. Oh, either wall. Um, and then, so then they came to build the wall, and they, I mean, it was, I say it's stalls. It was stall doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't go all the way up. Yep. It just, it didn't make any sense <laughs> at all why we moved into that apartment. Nancy was, like, obsessed with the leasing agent. Yes. I think I'm going to be in that woman's office, like, with a glass of red wine at night. I'm like, she's not going to, she doesn't live here. Like, this is. (laughs) That was a big sell for me, though. Yeah, the big sell was that she likes the. I was like, yeah, that I thought, yeah, and I thought we could hang out. She was, like, 50 years old. Yeah. And, like, we would be like, okay. Good night, and then go into our doors and close them, and then we we could still talk. There was nothing that changed. No, we could still talk. Um, like if you sneeze, I just say bless you. Yeah. <laughs> um, hear each other's alarms going off in the morning. Oh the yeah, morning. yeah. We just yeah. want alarm basically. Throw um, over a phone charger. Throw over a phone charger. Um, we would both be on our iPads. Yeah, watching different shows. Um, there was yeah, it was just it was a stall. It was stalls. Honestly, I feel like it was like stalls would have more privacy. We, when we were like touring it with the leasing lady and she showed us like there's, you know, a common area, there was like a movie theater and we were like, I mean, of course we would like rent this out and have people over to like watch something Mm -hmm. and, you know, so much places to entertain all of our friends. Once again, never had a single visitor. Never, never once. That apartment. Um, never used the movie room. Never mm-hmm. used that common space. No. Yeah, you know, we're like, there's pool tables. We'll have like, I was like, we'll do like birthday parties on the roof. <laughs> I don't know if we thought we were going to meet these friends <laughs> that invite them over, but uh, it never happened. Yeah, nope. never. It was just us at the end, you on my shoulders, yep. kissing the place goodbye yeah. in the bathroom. I mean. The bathroom was really nice. So. <laughs> the point of this episode was to help you decide if you should live in New York City again. And right. all we have done is just rehash some of our dumbest moments in New York City. Not once discussed whether or not I should come back. Right. Well, most people well, what you would do if you do come back. Right. And most people who listen to the stories would probably be like, it's a resounding no. Um, yeah, so I didn't even ask that. So do you think... I should come back. I do because I. Not selfishly. Not selfishly. Because I think, you know, actually, as I was just saying earlier, I was having a feeling of maybe I'm going to try out for SNL this week. Mm-hmm. And I do still think that could be an option for you. For me. For you, yeah. I mean, I could walk you to the audition, mm-hmm. I could wait it's outside. Deal. Yeah, and then be like, I have this friend who sometimes we do a little banter. <laughs> You're like, so can I bring her in for this part of the audition? But I just think that there's opportunity for you here. Definitely is. There's a market here for Nancy O'Connor. Nancy knows nothing. Right. And I think what's important, like, you know, my mom says things like, well, why don't you wait till you get a job or this? And I'm like, you know, that's not. That's not how we roll. No. More side by the seat of your pants. Is that the saying? So. I don't think, like, wh- for what you're going for, 
is going to happen for you in like, let's say, I don't know, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Although I do think I sometimes think that I would like to be a big fish in a small pond, you know, like there's probably less competition in Ohio. And that's true. (laughs) That's true. But, but less opportunity. The thing about New York is, yes, you can really be anyone in any given moment. Mm -hmm. For instance, the other day I was taking a walk. I believe I was going to laundromat. So maybe I had like, you know, a bag of clothes, probably looked a little disheveled myself is typically what I look like on the streets of New York. And a man came up to me uh, in a crowded sidewalk and asked me where the soup kitchen was. (laughs) And you can take that a few ways. Does it, do I seem like someone who's on my way also to the soup kitchen? Do I seem like maybe I'm a person that's going to volunteer at the soup kitchen? Like, you know, when you see it. Right. I, I run the soup kitchen. I'm, you know, you could, you could be both. Um, and I would go with the latter. Besides the fact that I do have a job that I could do anywhere in the United States. Correct. And abroad. Correct. So I really don't have to stay in New York by any means, but I choose to stay in New York. That was powerful. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, running in Central Park or doing something very like normal to mm-hmm. us. And then I see like a family or like a tourist who's so excited to be in Central Park. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I do this every day. I'm so lucky to live here. And some people never get to come here. I agree. And some people like my Czech roommate, Lucy, remember her? Oh, yes. We came with her friend and I, we were in college at the time and I took the train in. They'd never been to New York before. And we went to Madame Tussauds, the wax museum. <laughs> we went to the M&M factory. Mm-hmm. We sat in a bon pain and took a picture with a cop. And that, that was like a dream for them. No, oh my God. They were like besides themselves. And we could do all of those things three times a week if we wanted no, to. Like I didn't visit the M&M factory enough or Madame Tussauds. No, I've never been. I took it for granted. Yeah. New York or nowhere, you know? Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do, but there's honestly a lot that you cannot do. <laughs> like afford housing. Eat uh, for less than $65. Like a cockroach free night. We're so dumb. No, we really are. <laughs>